up, family? Happy holidays. I know it has been a while since we got to pop in <laughs> and do this episode, um, but we're so excited, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the holidays. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been forever since we really got a chance to come on and do a new episode. So if you don't know by now, it's your favorite duo here. I'm Dorian, and I'm here with my girl Morgan, and we are the voices, the influencers, the podcast hosts behind this lovely brand, The Rooted Life. And we're all about helping people flourish in their faith and relationships. And honestly, we just love to have a good time doing it. Um, And if you don't know, you're going to find that out real shortly. So if you've been enjoying the Insecure mini season, then you're going to love our last season called All About friendships. We explored the ways we can deepen and strengthen our friendships. So if you want to go from surviving to thriving in friendships, y'all can go check out our last podcast season on any streaming platform. And I think that's everything. But y'all know uh, the Insecure series has been our latest thing. And we're about to dig into the very, not only last episode of the season, but our last episode of 2021. Before we jump into all the insecure craziness, uh, Mo, how you feeling about the end of the Insecure series? And I guess just the year coming to a close. I have all the feelings, all the feelings. I feel with the season closing or the show closing, just so bittersweet, just to, we were talking about just seeing how much life has changed and all the things that have taken place since we started watching the show and being able to just kind of watch the characters grow and learn and watch ourselves grow and learn. So it's like, it's almost like a nostalgia, like it feels very nostalgic to look back. And it's also like, I'm excited to see, well, like now that we've made all this growth, what does this next year look like? And I'm also just happy that this year is over. My God, I mean, this year just, she drugged me up <laughs> and down. I'm like, do you get tired of dragging me? This yeah, this year was really hard. So I'm also excited. I'm like, all right, there, there got to be some glory on the other side. So 2022, let's let's go, baby. So let's go. bittersweet and also excited and hopeful for the future. Yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy to think about as I was like preparing for this episode, I looked at when the Insecure actually start, October 2016, which mm-hmm. was five years ago. And I was like, dang, I was not even six months into my last job at the gathering spot. I was like, living at home in Atlanta I had never lived like in my own apartment separate from my family yet like I was realized like I had started a lot of new seasons in between then and now and now I'm like four years into DC and like it just is crazy to think about how much I have also changed while watching the characters grow and change and so it's like their glow up is my glow up and so Mm -hmm. it just is it's really cool but it is definitely bittersweet and uh, I can't believe that like this season is really coming to an end, man. Yo, 2016 literally feels like a decade ago. I it can't feels even... like 20 years ago. I can't even tell you where I was. I hadn't even cut my I hair off. <laughs> and like, that is my look now. That's crazy. I, I was not even like short blonde yet. That hadn't even, that dough did not exist. That's crazy. Wow. So much has really <laughs> happened, but I really love what you said too, about just being able to see our growth, like what a blessing there it is to be able to look back and be like, okay, like there is some, there is some purpose to the suffering and the mistakes and not knowing where you're going to end up. Like, it's kind of cool to look and see a lot of things that didn't really make sense, make sense now mm-hmm. and seeing kind of loose ends come together. But without further ado, let's go ahead and just do a quick little recap of the last um, episode we had of our mini series. So mm-hmm. on that last episode, we really dug into Nathan and Issa's situationship, which feels like a lifetime ago now that we know how the show ends, but yeah. we'll keep going. Uh, and just, we talked about the importance of leaning into discomfort for the sake of clarity and truth. We celebrated our girl Issa for showing growth and maturity and how she showed up for Molly in a time of crisis and just how she navigated Condola 
and Lawrence uh, seeing them together for the first time. So we love to see the growth, as our girl Kelly would say. We call that growth. <laughs> we really do. And I love how the, the writers have really let us experience all of the characters growing and coming into their own form. Like yeah. they didn't just accelerate Issa and Lawrence or Molly, mm -hmm. but like they allowed us to kind of see how it shaped out for everyone. And so yeah. I thought that was really dope. I think what's funny is that it was one of our biggest complaints throughout the entire show for the last right. five years. We were like, dang, these characters keep doing the same mess over and over. And so I just mm -hmm. appreciate it how like, even though it was exhausting, like we were able to see them take accountability, go to therapy, ask for help. And like, they really kind of accelerated that growth towards the end, which is kind of how it happens in real life. Like mm -hmm. you go True. through these cycles over and over until you're finally like, okay, I have got to get it together. And then <laughs> once you start really doing it, then you like the growth does kind of come suddenly. Like once mm -hmm. you really decide to lean in. So I love that we saw all the things that people need to engage in healthy relationships. Yes. Yeah, so before we really get into this, this very last episode of this little mini series um, this last year, I think it'd be fun to like drop a little insecurity because we've talked a lot about the show like as a whole, but we haven't really like let the audience in on like some of the one on one talks that we have about like the characters we love and who we have a crush on and mm -hmm. all that. OK, OK, let's do it. This I feel like the podcast is one big pot of tea, but let's go ahead. <laughs> it, it's a lot of tea, but uh, I don't know if we've given them this particular flavor, if you will. Uh -huh. uh, okay. So first, which character on Insecure do you relate to the most and why? <laughs> um, honestly, I would have to say Molly. Uh, yeah. I was actually surprised to even say that myself, but when mm -hmm. I really thought about it, I was like, you are Molly girl. Uh, so she thrives off of winning at work, which is me, same. Uh, she struggled in several romantic relationships, whether it was like from picking unavailable men or because she was selfish, like also me. Um, she's always down for a good time and often expensive time, it's but a good time. It's I, going time with you, I need to, I have to budget ahead of like, okay, I need to get my money. But it's always a good time, oh, right? You know, it, yeah, anyway, very oh, same. Good. And then last but definitely not least, she stay with a new hairstyle. And you know, you girl, I love to change it up. So yeah, like I love that she has shown so much growth in the last five years. And when I was reflecting on my own life, I was like, yeah, that's that's my girl. Like we, she had a rough road to go, but it all came together in the it end. <laughs> Honestly, she was the most improved player. Like absolutely. She's shown the most growth. 100%, which I mean, if I might say so myself, I think I've shown a lot of growth in the last five years. Okay. So about you? Yeah, it's hard because I feel like I see myself a little bit in every character. Like, okay, of I kind of do that. I like that. Yeah. But I feel like end of the day, I'm more like Issa than anybody, which is so random because I wouldn't normally, I wouldn't see that at first, but I've mm -hmm. kind of thought about it. Like we made a lot of the same relational, I'm sorry, situationship. Those were not relationships, Morgan. Don't Yikes. fool yourself. They were situationships. Mistakes. Uh, I feel like we both, me and Issa, both really value our relationships and our friendships. And mm -hmm. like, no matter what, we're going to show up for our friends. Like we're going to cheer them on. We're all about the community and uplifting black folks. We trying to figure out how to do natural hair and we both want to commit relationships. I'm like, mm. I think I'm kind of Issa, yo. That's kinda. lit. Yeah. I mean, particularly like I wouldn't have picked that initially because mm -hmm. I think it's like we see the characters and y'all are very different in a lot of ways, but mm -hmm. I think at the core, there's a lot of similarities. Like that's a good pick yeah. for you. We value the same thing. 
Yeah, y'all do value the same things. And I was thinking about how like y'all also both left jobs to kind of pursue what you felt like was like your passion. And like when you started pursuing your degree and she like left, we got y'all to start the block. But like y'all are very willing to sacrifice for your dreams. And I think that's definitely something that's pretty dope. So, all right. um, Who would you say? I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who's your biggest crush on the show and why? Oh, it's been the same since the beginning of time it's, it's always been him it's always <laughs> it was always it was always him who's him joke it's lawrence it's always been lawrence it's always gonna be lawrence <laughs> lawrence is my prototype uh period God, that he's man intelligent he's witty he's reflective he's fine he has good taste he's mm. culture you know mm. he's like, he has this creativity about him that's kind of like you don't really you don't really notice it at first like you have a lot to offer and I just love that he has great male friendships like he has some good men mm. around him and I feel like that's reflective of his character as well and he's all about black people and the culture so mm. it's hashtag King Lawrence all day every day and mm. I have never wavered in case anyone was wondered <laughs> she has not Ever. she was always team lawrence i was okay. always team lawrence too i do love me some lawrence you know that that single gold chain with the low faded sides mm-hmm. get you in trouble. that right there that's me all day but okay if we're gonna go for like crush maybe not like husband energy mm. i'm gonna say crenshaw that oh man oh my God, he, you know time. i love a creative man but with some hood energy like that's yeah, the yeah, perfect yeah. prototype of that creative meets hood but fine yeah. but got style but love the community down for the people it's like all the things I don't need but love to see in one it's just mm-hmm. I wish we had got a little bit more shoddy man I would have loved to see, <laughs> see him because he really read Issa like he was giving some read her down. real energy read her and down. it wasn't wrong it wasn't wrong it wasn't wrong okay last mm-hmm. one so if you could go out to eat with one character from Insecure not your crush or husband energy who would it be and why so i'm gonna grab drinks with my girl condola and before really? everybody goes off on me i know that she's like our most despised character because she almost mm-hmm. ruined it for our happy couple however let's remember pre-baby fiasco we mm. actually loved condola we loved her and Issa's new friendship she was popping off and i think for me if this were like okay condola in real life I love her industry experience, kind of like mm-hmm. her whole vibe of bringing brands meets Black people. Like, that's definitely me. So I was like, yeah, she's the one I would have loved to grab drinks with and maybe collab on a project. She was dope. So sadly, you know, right. everything happened, but you know. Yeah. But honestly, the block wouldn't be the block without Condola. Condola that's was fact. a crucial plate. Like, a, she huge. played a huge role and needs to be able to pop this thing off. So people can be mad at Condola all they want, but it kind of goes back to, like people can serve a purpose in your life, even Absolutely. if it's not the purpose that you desire. And in some ways, Condola kind of brought Issa and Lawrence together. She did bring way. them back together. She played a lot of, of crucial roles in Issa's like professional life and relational life. Like Yeah. So. And actually, now that I think about it, not only did she play a key role in the block, but Issa didn't even believe she could do the block until she went to that movie hosting. Mm-hmm. She had to You're see right. it before she could even believe it for herself. So yep. like... <laughs> Not in addition to her giving her support, like she really wouldn't have even had the idea without Condola. So, nope. all right, Condola, we give you your props, girl. Cheers. Yes, you get the flowers. You get your flowers. <laughs> uh, for me, it's hard. I was kind of deciding between Chad and Kelly. I knew I that. That would have my belly hurting, like cheeks on ten, just just God, exhausted he's... from laughing so hard at that fool. Um, but I'm gonna go with Kelly mm. because first <laughs> of all, she's funny. 
but she's also a good time. She's also super smart. Like I love they show more of yes. her, her business savvy, her experience with money. Like I love that they didn't just make her a funny character towards the end. We got to see her more well-rounded and like yeah. a more complex character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like she would have good conversations. She always has a crazy story to tell. And I also feel like she's a character that I wanted to see more of that I didn't really get to know. And so I mm. feel like I would love to get to know her more spend time with her, chop it up. I bet she would know a good spot to get something to eat. Like it mm-hmm. just be a good time. I just know it would be. Yeah, no, I agree. Kelly would definitely have us rolling. And yeah, I don't know. She She's a really dope character, especially when we actually watch like the documentary behind the scenes of like how her character even came into form. Like she just is cool. I loved her. Oh, literally spinoff, please. Kelly's Pringle Jess. <laughs> well, that was unexpectedly fun. I'm really glad that we did that. <laughs> Not like that. I'm like, I didn't think that I would enjoy that as much as I did. Like that was actually really fun. Not that I didn't think it was a good idea. It's just I know really you're trying fun. to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that y'all listening also got to reflect on your favorite characters mm-hmm. and crushes but knowing us if we don't stop now then we're gonna keep going on and on without actually getting into the flags and digging into the last few episodes so mm-hmm. mo why don't you go ahead and kick us off with our recaps for episode seven okay real quick episode seven chilling okay was really cute the girls had a little like cute friend date night plan mm-hmm. they ended up having just an old school sleepover which was so tender and something that like as adults I'm like man an adult sleepover is actually really sweet that and sounds great. I feel like it like cultivated a lot of intimacy for them and like moments of vulnerability mm-hmm. kind of like when you do when you go to a girl sleepover as a kid like you tell a secret so I feel like it like allowed them all to feel really safe and people dropped some bombs uh, Molly revealed her interest in Torian Tiffany revealed that her and Derek gonna move to Colorado Lawrence I mean not Lawrence uh Issa reveals some feelings about Lawrence by like calling him a mistake and then we kind of get to watch Lawrence and Condola take a turn and like co-parent in a healthy Mm. and happy way we see Issa Nathan's relationship get more serious and then Nathan had the nerve to say I love you oh no 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 he didn't say that yeah he did on the phone when they were getting off the phone he said I love you oh he did I thought yeah he was the first one because Issa had said it kind of like, that's why I love you, man. Yeah. But Nathan yeah. was on some full, no, I love, love you. <laughs> and she reciprocated, but what is? Ugh. Episode eight, I don't even want to harp on it. Move I on. know, we're not even harping. Okay, episode eight. So the first few minutes of it, this is Choices, okay? And we see Nathan and Issa as this happy couple, and they start to contemplate moving in together. I just, mm, I'm not even going to do it. But Issa then starts to literally visualize the different choices and the way that her life could go. So she sees one version of her life where she works with nothing but water. She moves to West Hollywood and is living this like big high fashion life. And then she sees another version where she chooses to work with Crenshaw. She stays in Inglewood, stays in her apartment and gets like really tight knit with the community. So Nathan is a part of both of these visions of her future life. And he's her man in both of them, but not without these really weird jarring pop-ups from Lawrence that leaves us thinking that maybe things are quite not over. Mm, Yep, all right, episode nine out, okay. So Issa and Nathan are moving forward. We're trying to find a new apartment, but then things just really come to a head with Tiffany and Darius going away party. This is the best episode of the season. This is the Absolutely. second best episode after the finale. This one gave us the finale all finale don't best. count. No, yeah, this yeah. Without all this, it gave us all the pettiness we wanted. It was there was drama between Nathan and Lawrence. Issa and Condola had an awkward interaction. Molly brings her new man. They take gummies, so they're living out their own hilarious adventure. <laughs> And Issa has to break up a physical um, alteration between alteration, altercation (laughs) 
between Nathan and Lawrence, it was truly a lot, but it was the drama I have been wanting all season. It was the drama. Big time. Oh, loved it. Okay. Well, now the series finale also, period. Look, if you don't want to know how it ends, you should just stop now because I'm about to tell you. Um, so they gave us a ton in a 40 minutes. First Baby. off, she gave us an extra 10. So we uh, extra 12. So we love to see it. Um, but basically, this is the finale. It's called Everything's Going to Be Okay. And it starts off with Nathan breaking Nathan breaking up with Issa. Mm. Um, he wanted to protect it's his mental, mental health. And so he was like, I can't do this messy stuff. Like, I'm over it. Fast forward, Molly and Torian are going really strong, celebrating mm. her birthday. She's meeting his family. Boop, they end up getting married. And I was running the timeline. It was like over a course of three years, basically. They get married. <sighs> so then Kelly meets a man. She decides to start a family with him, having a whole baby, baby. with this beautiful tall man. And then the moment we were all waiting for, Issa and Lawrence, they mm -hmm. basically like rekindled their love. They had a, a meeting up at Issa's new studio and she basically puts her feelings back on the table. He reaches out, embraces her, and then moves uh, forward after what looks like it was like two years from the craziness. And then it all ends up with the happy couple in this beautiful new home with Lawrence's baby, Josh, celebrating her birthday full circle to how he forgot her birthday in the very first episode. It was just perfect. I am at peace. Perfect. I don't know. I have nothing else to say. Mm. Nothing else to add. I mean, it was a lot to cover, but it was just... Well done, Issa. Well done. Just, just chef kiss. Kiss to everybody. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the flags. Do you want to quickly recap for people what the flags are before we uh, get into Yes. It? Okay. So green flags, signs of healthy relationship behavior, yellow flags, complex situations where we can kind of see both sides and you should still proceed with caution. And then red flags are just straight up bad ideas. But in the interest of time, we probably just go maybe do like one flag per episode, but mm -hmm. don't worry because there are plenty of flags to go around. Plenty. All right, Mo. So what do you have for episode seven? Chilling. Okay. What kind of flags you got? Baby, I done thrown so many red flags on Nathan and Issa. I just want to give them a red shirt and be like, get out the game. You're, you're just get out. Red shirt. Yeah. Get out the game. Uh, it's a red flag for me. Why? Because they went from saying, let's take it slow to being like, I love you. Let's live together. I'm like, bro, this escalated it so quickly. Three episodes ago. Let's not forget. Nathan was just giving Issa the cold shoulder. You're That's so me. right. You're so right. It was long ago that she cried in that man's mouth. So Two episodes before that. <laughs> and not that much time had passed. So it just is a lot. They're just giving me a lot of red flags, a little bit triggering for me because I've made a lot of similar mistakes. But what can we learn from this? Number one, don't make life altering decisions in isolation. Like mm -hmm. you need people around. You need rise counsel, mentors, friends, the Bible. Like she made a huge decision without asking her friends. And we know she didn't tell her friends, not ask, but like get their input because they were all surprised when she told them. And I just think that there's a lot of value in getting wise counsel. They give us perspectives, help us see, you know, help us see unseen aspects of the decision, remind us of our patterns and history. And they just help us make decisions that aren't just based on our emotions. So I think that we can learn, like don't make life altering decisions in isolation and don't share your body with someone you can't even share your heart with. Ooh. Mm. 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 Don't. They don't deserve your body. They can't even like be tender and calm with your heart. Mm -hmm. And like they both really struggle to be honest because I don't think they really trust each other. Mm. Um, like they can't really have vulnerable conversations, yet they're sexually intimate. So like if they can't handle your heart, they shouldn't have access to your body. Yikes. 
That's Period. that's good. I mean, honestly, since the earthquake where they said those ridiculous words, I don't want to just be friends with you either. Oh, I hated that scene. Like ever since then, you're right. It escalated to so much, so fast. And honestly, I was very triggered as a person who tends to move very quickly off of feelings and has done it many times before. And I hate to say it, but if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Like there's a difference between something effortless and something that you're like forcing to fit. And it's giving big codependent energy I just I did not like it one bit but my favorite thing about what you said was consult your community like they Mm. will always hopefully if you got the right community give it to you straight so at least you can make well-rounded decisions but oftentimes I found when you don't want to consult your community it's because you know you're making a decision that you don't Mm. need to be making and you don't want to hear anybody tell you (laughs) well let me try to get myself together after you drag me um go ahead and just go into episode eight choices okay while I recover thank you okay well then um I'm gonna throw a yellow flag on Miss Issa D for all the secret feelings and thoughts about Lawrence so y'all know in choices Lawrence is popping his little fine head up everywhere scaring everybody we like whoa who is that Lawrence and clearly (laughs) like he's clearly in these dreams about her future and as a viewer we're not surprised because we're like clearly she has not dealt with this but I'm gonna give some grace because the least the Lisa, the Issa Lawrence Nathan triangle is very complex and it comes with a lot of different nuance. But I think there's a couple things we can learn. The first being like avoidance does not equal absence. Like you can spend time mm-hmm. avoiding your feelings all you want, but that does not make them go away. And I feel like the right. thing about like unprocessed emotion is that when it gets triggered, number one, we can't control what triggers it. And number two, we can't control how we respond when we are triggered. That's why like Issa was crying in Nathan's mouth a couple episodes ago and was like, <laughs> no, I want to have sex. But she's like literally okay. crying. And it's like, you can't control the fact you're triggered by trying to be intimate with somebody. And so instead of avoiding it, Issa just really needs to take time to process and I think that's a lesson for all of us like if you're especially if you're looking at it from a faith perspective like you know I I think it's our pastor who has said like um, when you process with God you let God into the process and so Mm -hmm. when you open up your hurts and your fears and your disappointment to him we let God then come in and soothe it the way that he's able to he gives us fresh Mm -hmm. perspective he gives us the peace that we actually need to heal so we really can move on instead of just avoiding the feelings and then the second thing you know I love a little rhyme if it's built on a lie it's doomed to die I mean that's just really facts though like I can appreciate if she didn't let Nathan into the feelings because she really wasn't sure what she felt but Mm -hmm. Lawrence is not just like a dude that she randomly kicked it with like he's an ex of five years who she had fully reconciled with and only left because he was about to be a dad. So there's a lot of history there. And I think it's dishonest for her to enter into a relationship mm-hmm. with Nathan by hiding the fact that she's been hurt and is still hurting by Lawrence. And the mm-hmm. thing that I found so telling was that we never see them ever bring Lawrence up. And anytime there's even any mention of him, they get really uncomfortable and just skate mm-hmm. over it and become mm-hmm. really awkward. And I'm like, clearly there's something here and I feel like the love that they think they have is really a lie and it's it's never going to grow because it doesn't account for all the other truths that are floating around it so my advice here would be build with someone who you can be fully truthful and transparent about your past because true love can really only grow if you're planting it in good honest soil that's all I gotta say on that (laughs) you're saying the love is a lie 
because it doesn't account for all the other things loading around. It's not even built on a real foundation. It's literally a lie. It literally doesn't even really exist because you're actively like not looking at all the other truths. It's avoiding reality. So it's actually like you're living in a fantasy world. Yeah, it's It's not fantasy love, which is not real love. I, I said what oh, I that's said. That's gonna read somebody. I said that was I for said. somebody. I'm sorry, y'all. I I'm sorry, but I'm not. Get yeah, free. Get free. <laughs> Leave that man. Get free. Hello. Leave that woman. Leave that man. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Okay. Oh Lord, we're a trip. Okay, let me go ahead and get into uh, episode nine. I got one, two, three, four, five, a thousand green hey. flags. Holly. In my bank account. Uh, That baby is in therapy and it shows. Come on. We call that growth once again. The fact that she was upfront with, okay, she was high. We're going to give her that, whatever. But I still think she would have done that. She was upfront with Torian about her history with Dro. Mind you, he was standing right there. And then I just love this version of Molly where she can just be real with herself first. Yes. Like she's processing things with herself first and then she's communicating and articulating it in a clear way that people can receive what she was saying. Cause a lot of the things that she was saying in previous episodes were based in truth. She just was so harsh with her words. Mm-hmm. So just, she was just mean with the way that she, she delivered. She was defensive when she delivered yeah. truth. Like she delivers she truth as like a whip to hurt mm-hmm. others and protect herself. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, but she just has been so honest with Torian. And I think that her maturity um, shows in the fact that she's like attracted to Torian because he's so different from the mm-hmm. kind of man that she's been with. But he's so mature too. Like he just responds like, all right, well, you've been honest and I appreciate that. And he shows a lot of confidence. Like he's probably one of the most secure men she's dated. Yes. But I think it's because she's really secure that she actually could attract a man who's also secure. Yes, uh, yes. Anyway, so, so many things to learn. Number one, which was a read for me, is don't settle for being someone second because there's somebody who wants to make you their first. Mm, facts. There's somebody Come who wants, on. They want you to be their number one, but you selling for somebody who don't even want you to be number oh, one. Was that for me, Lord? Oh, Jesus. Dro was sitting there looking silly, baby, as Molly has moved on with somebody who values her and respects her and who honors her and who shows up to things for her. Mm. This man sent her stuff when she was having a bad day. Like Come he is on. just there for there, even not like he's there for her emotionally, professionally. Like he mm-hmm. shows up for Molly. And I think yeah. Joe was just sitting there like, dang, I really missed out. Like mm. it's clear. And um, I think in that moment, he knew that he wasn't in a place to really commit to Molly. And she deserves somebody who could really commit to her. Mm. And so you don't have to settle when it comes to relationships. And I think we have to be considerate of the fact that like people have different priorities, but like, is this person making a consistent effort over time to show that you are a priority in their life? And are you doing the same for them? Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that Torian just made partner at their firm, I'm sure he has even more work to do. He's still making time to like show up for her friends events and like show up for birthdays and like he's not Mm -hmm. making excuses he's just showing molly consistently like you are important to me and Mm -hmm. i will move other things aside to show you that like you matter to me Mm -hmm. oh we love that energy it just was beautiful i'm like i want a torian all this time i wanted a torian and his name sound like mine so you know and i'm a torian dorian and torian it just is perfect (laughs) Lord, it's me again. I would have never thought the Torian would be it, but it was good. Okay, <laughs> second thing we can learn from this is like, once the chapter is closed, do, your, say, do yourself a favor. Don't reopen it. Period. Like you when you reopen it. chapters that God has closed, it's like ripping up a Band-Aid prematurely. Mm. So you're backtracking on your home healing process. You know, like as a kid, you have a cut and you keep looking at the Band-Aid. You're yep. preventing it from actually healing because you're poking something that God is trying to heal. So leave closed doors closed. 
and trust that God opens doors and no man can shut. So if he closes mm. it, he wants that thing closed and he will open the door needs to be open for you. And I okay. think we Okay, Morgan. Okay. <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much early in the morning. God, it's 11. <laughs> I'm just going to say one more line. You can take it how you can. Um, I think that we have to be willing to close the doors of our past to walk into the doors of our future that God has for us. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Um, if that means you have to be in that weird in-between stage where you feel empty-handed because you let go of what God told you to let go of and you don't, you have not yet grasped what he had promised, just hold on. Trust him. His, his plans are good and they're perfect and he's working it out for our good. So if we have to be in that weird in-between stage where it feels like we're being left out and everybody else is getting what we want just wait on him because I'd rather have nothing than have something that's bad for me honestly I'd rather just be here single instead of being around with fools who wasted my time I'm done back to you Dorian I just <laughs> I didn't come here for this I came here to do this episode <laughs> and to get on about my day and you have just I've really read you and I did not mean to you just I've read this in the past <laughs> It's just, it doesn't make sense. Well, that clearly really spoke to me. Um, honestly, I, I really love their entire interaction though, the yeah. whole episode. And there, there was just so much vulnerability and comfortability between the two of them and mm -hmm. silliness. Like, you know, yeah. I'm always about just like romantic relationships that are predicated on friendship. And so mm -hmm. to see them be in a closet laughing, he got mac and cheese in his pockets and like, and her to be honest and be like, I'm scared to like, let my guard down. Cause I'm scared. I'm gonna get mm -hmm. hurt. And he's like, girl, I'm here with you. Like, let's do it. If we gonna do it. It just was, it was very, very sweet. And so I, mm -hmm. I think it was very refreshing um, to see. And like, I think the seeing the awkwardness on Dro's face and then the confidence in Torian where he was like, oh, Perfect. what's next? It was an awesome moment that also showed the complete opposite of what was going on with mm. Ethan and Nathan. Because okay. one thing we saw from them is like, you want to be with someone who can appreciate all of your humanity. And yeah. often I think we're fantasizing about a partner who's treating us perfectly and also has like a perfect past. But at mm. the end of the day, we are all people. So we have to understand that like our expectations have got to be grounded in reality and we have to make sure we're holding our perceptions about people through the lens of grace and it doesn't mean mm -hmm. that we have to settle for anything that makes us concerned or uncomfortable from somebody's past but we have to be willing to accept the fact that we all have one and give people mm -hmm. the freedom to have grown from theirs and so I love that you know that's a really intimate situation to put on the table like I was with a married man in an open relationship mm -hmm. and we just was like hanging out it wasn't anything serious and to say that in front of your new man and him be like, yeah, sounds like you explained it pretty clearly. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> like that's literally his words. I was like, dang, man, for, for them to both be able to feel so confident and comfortable in that moment was really special. Yeah, so be with someone who'll take all of you. I love that. Okay. <sighs> Season finale. Last <laughs> time to throw some flags. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, I guess it's on me, huh? Okay. It's on you, girl. Uh, We're ready to listen. I guess mm -hmm. I'm throwing the flag. I'm throwing a green flag on Nathan because we have thrown many red flags, but at the end, even Nathan showed some growth. Come on. He finally made a healthy decision. Period. <laughs> finally. finally used his words to express his feelings. And mm -hmm. it was very refreshing. So we'll keep this short and sweet. Okay. 
So first one, constantly evaluate your relationships. So at the beginning of this opening scene of the season finale, Nathan ends things with Issa. And I think mm-hmm. all of us were surprised. It caught me off guard. Yeah. And I think he finally realized like this relationship is actually not serving me. And so I was so proud of him for speaking his truth. And I think that um, he realized like this is not healthy for me. It's not, it's actually causing me more pain than joy. And it was a hard decision to make, but it was a healthy decision. And I think for a lot of us, once we have like, time under our belt with somebody or we have years we're about to move in together or we've you know invested emotions we actually stop evaluating relationships or even friendships or even work like we just kind of get so complacent and be like well there's time I guess I'm just stuck here forever Mm -hmm. and it's like you're you're never stuck but we need to constantly be evaluating and not just to see like should I leave but like am I showing up as my best self like am I being the most Mm -hmm. loving gracious person I can be like how can I be better in this relationship how can this relationship have better communication or grow and like I think when we stop evaluating, we get complacent. So I think that we should always be analyzing our relationships and not from a judgmental or critical place. We're like, how can this be better? How can I be better? Mm. Um, and I just think that's a loving thing to do. And I'm glad that Nathan took an honest look at the data of their relationship and realized, you know what? This is actually not helping my mental health. Yep. Um, and I'm not actually ready for this commitment and I would be better off alone. So I was mm. very proud of our boy, Nathan. Green flag, Nathan. And then the last one, which you said a million times, but clarity is kind. Like Nathan finally spoke the truth he needed to say five episodes ago. Mm-hmm. He was clear about it. He was kind about the way he delivered it. He didn't blame her for it. He was like, you know what? This is just not good for me. Mm-hmm. And even though it was a hard truth for him to admit and probably a really hard truth for Issa to hear, it was the kindest, most loving thing he could do for himself. Mm-hmm. And it was the most loving thing he could do for Issa because honestly, it set her up to be with who she really needed to be with, which is a word for us. Because that means that whoever in the past was fooling around and wasting our time, like you saying, I can't do this, whether you articulated and broke up with us or whether you just ghosted us, like you're setting me up for who God actually has for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just tell you, thank you in advance, boo. Period. Thank you. Received, received and received yet again. So uh, love that. Love that for everybody involved. All right. So my final flag, I'm going to throw a green flag as well. I love that the last ones are green. Um, yeah. Amali and Issa's special moment mm-hmm. in the bathroom on her wedding night. And oh, I man. think it was really just fitting because the whole show is really an ode to these two. So I thought it was beautiful yeah. that we got that, especially when like, let's not forget last season ended and we was it last season or season three mm-hmm, ended, mm-hmm. whatever last season mm-hmm. we, they were not friends like we actually did not have a molly and Issa friendship which is like whoa oh. that was a lot to think about so what i loved about this last part was that first molly gave Issa her friend flowers like i think it's so important to use our words to cherish and celebrate our friends and like while we can you know like you just never know and, that, and that's not to be like doom and gloom but it's like just tell people how you feel about them in a positive light like i don't think we have to assume that our friends know because we hang around them and spend time with them that we love and appreciate them like it's nice to actually say it and I think these moments of vulnerability like it's important to remember they don't always have to be about giving feedback or setting boundaries or sharing a painful memory like or painful emotion oftentimes when we speak of vulnerability it's always like be vulnerable share that you were hurt share that you didn't like this but it's like you can be vulnerable and it be a positive thing when you let your guard down to share that you love someone and then secondly I love how Issa celebrated Molly in a moment that she got to tell her she was beautiful and she reassured her how she was deserving for her happy ending and 
And I think that's beautiful because as best friends, you can be in different seasons at different times. And it's sometimes hard to see your friend receiving things that you're believing for vice versa. And I think the ability to love your friends in those seasons shows that true maturity, which only is a result of true love. And so I love that she was like really there for her. There was no jealousy, like no ill will. It was truly a moment of celebration and love. And I got teary-eyed watching it thinking of us because it was just so tender and I can't wait for our days like that. It was so special. Yep, I don't have nothing to add. You hit all of, just all the points. Such a great job. And yeah, I cried the first time we watched it and I cried again watching it last night and I'll yep. cry again and I'll watch it again later this week. Yep, yep, yep. Well, that's a wrap, folks. Wow, that was fun. Was we hope one. y'all enjoyed it. I had a good time doing this with you. I hope they enjoyed listening. And I hope that like we all got to grow and learn yeah. something from it. So um, y'all know how we like to like to end the episode with a few little highlights to just make sure that we are all not just having a good time, but walking away with something tangible mm-hmm. that we can actually apply in our lives. So four quick things for y'all. Number one, never make life-altering decisions in isolation. Consult wise counsel, mentors, friends, and the Bible. Come Thank on. God. The word. Number two, the word. Number two, true love is only built on truth. Mm. That's good. Partner with people with whom you can share your whole humanity with and give grace to your past. Number three, don't reopen closed chapters. Mm. Trust that it was closed for a reason and trust that God will open the doors that need to be opened. That yes, is Lord. Hard. That's a good Number one. four, celebrate your friends and remember that clarity is kind. Mm, love those points. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, girl, as always, I had a great time recording this season with you. And there were honestly just some really gems in here. And what a special ode to their final season and our final season of the year. So y'all be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. And while you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot, tag us, and go ahead and tag at Insecure HBO in your stories as well. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, rate us five stars, leave us a brief review. Tell Telling us something you love before we head out for the new year. Love it. And shout out to at Barbie at Arby's who said she's grown closer to God and further from sin as a result of listening to our podcast. That's really encouraging. And I think this is a great time for us to just say thank y'all for rocking with us because we really love you. It's been an amazing year and we are so grateful to have y'all support. So we'll be back in 2022 with new heat. But until then, y'all know what it is. Stay rooted. Stay rooted.